Coaches Off The Cuff podcast with me, your host, Michelle Walker. This podcast is for anyone who wants to gain first-rate information on how to achieve your dream body. I want to expand your understanding on the health and fitness industry. This podcast will feature fitness professionals and we will delve into everything you need to know about health, nutrition, exercise and something I'm passionate about, bodybuilding and bro science. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Hi Jordan, welcome to Coaches Off The Cuff. Thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Um, Yeah, honestly, it's going to be such a great chat. I know we've been chatting off air, you're such an interesting person, um, but please do take the opportunity to introduce yourself to um, the team and our, our listeners. Yeah, happy days. Thank you. Um, yeah, so my name's Jordan Calevra, uh, or Coach Calevra, or Classic Calevra, however you want to <laughs> follow me and find me. Um, and yeah, I got into coaching. Um, I've dabbled for the past sort of like two years-ish, uh, taking it more seriously, especially the past, like through the pandemic. Uh, what a great time to start coaching. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, and my sort of drive really was just helping people get fit initially and then using my own struggles to help people regain their confidence um, understand their mental health find coping mechanisms and just be happier um, and that's why my passion lies really so yeah thanks for having me yeah you're very welcome Jordan um, I know it's such a red flag at the minute within the country would I say world really because of the pandemic um, and I know it's mental health week so I generally just wanted to obviously kind of bring that up with you um, you know, speaking off the cuff, we've got no questions written down. You know, let's just hear your thoughts. And you've just spoke there about, um, you know, how passionate you are about helping people. So do you want to just go into a little bit of, you know, giving the audience a bit of information and um, how you find, you know, what are your thoughts about mental health at the moment? Yeah, so I think the way that I grew up was in like a very, in an area where mental health in itself, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of others have as well, where it's just sort of like brushed into the corner mm-hmm. and oh, you, you, you're fucking soft. Well, the realities are of it that like being soft now is, is the new, like it's, it's more acceptable and it's the best yeah. way to be. Yeah. Like what used to be this toxic idea of masculinity where like you have to just sort of suck up, but do your buckle up and, and off you fuck yeah. is, is, is gone now. It, like true strength is being able to talk about your mental health, being able to talk about others' mental health and be able to understand it, which is the hardest part. Um, and I think this year, especially like the past year or two within the pandemic, have really brought that to, they've brought a lot of things yeah. to, to face really, um, but they've brought the importance of mental health because um, there's been so many people obviously struggle. There's been sadly a lot of suicides, mm-hmm. um, a lot of issues, but even I think lot, most people have found that, when they've actually now had to live with their partner for the first time <laughs> and they find that they just don't actually, I'm really lucky. I met my, my partner within, uh, in the pandemic. And as I said to you a minute, like before, wow. I've had the best year of my life. Yeah. Like it's been fun. And yeah. Like literally that is amazing. Um, and I've had the best year of my life truly have. Um, but I see other people that aren't in the same position where mm. They've gone from, especially like I've got like military friends, for example, who live away Monday to Friday, and them and their wife have been like, this is amazing, like, oh, we love it. And then the pandemic's came and they've had to live together and they're like, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just, and then that's where they struggle as well. So, but I think it's the biggest thing that I, I, I like want to push to everyone and I push on my social media mm-hmm. is that 
talking about mental health is, is so much stronger than ignoring it because ignoring mm. it just negatively affects yourself and everyone around you. Yeah. It, it's, it's madness. How would you how would you recognize somebody who's struggling with mental health? And I think I've come across a lot of people don't actually realize it. And especially, you know, you know, Scott, who we had on the show the last episode, he didn't realize it to a point where he just completely broke down. And like, how do you recognize? Do you do that yourself as a coach? You know, how, how do you get that out of somebody? Yeah, so a lot I'm I'm pretty lucky because I'm so out like out there about mental health on all my socials. Like the people who come to me for coaching generally have come to me because they're at a point where they're willing to be open about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they seek me out because of one, my no bullshit approach where I'm just like, I don't blow my words, I just say it. Um, And two, because I'm so out in and out there about mental health, they're the people who come to me because they require, they understand that they're at a point where they need some help with their mental health. but with, with others, there's certain ways you can look at, like I'm currently now, I've just um, confirmed some training, some like proper training with Papyrus, which is a, a, a suicide awareness charity. Wow. So I'm going through um, three trainings in the next two months with them. And then I'll be a volunteer going to speak at um, various events like schools, unis, um, any sort of like job fairs, all these sorts of things that I've volunteered for because of it, say, it, it means so much to me. Yeah. Um, but there's... You can, you can notice a lot in people, like minor changes in behaviour, um, the way they speak, which is generally a lot of it you can find within their self-esteem, especially when you speak to their friends and see even just minor shifts, mm-hmm. um, certain mannerisms and things that people say in, in day-to-day conversations. Um, but ultimately, the, the, the downside of it is that like you can never really know. Yeah. It's like That's when I struggled true. before, which we'll probably talk about today. Yeah, go um, for it. Like I didn't really, I didn't realise, I didn't understand it for years. And then you'll see like, like this footy shirt behind me um, in August 18. Um, my best, one of my best friends took his life um, and I didn't have a clue. Like I genuinely, like it, it tore me apart because I didn't have, like I had no idea whatsoever. Like he was like the happiest, most outgoing human I knew. Like he, he, his smile lit up a room and then I had a phone call one day to tell me that he'd hanged himself. Oh, so sorry, Jordan, to hear that. No, it's, it's, but it's that as well, like it's, for, it's, it's pushed me to understand a lot more about myself and about yeah. helping others. Um, but ultimately, yeah, sometimes you just don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot that you can that you can do. And as a coach, it's hard because you, if they want to disconnect, then they can. But also it's, it's just having that push of, I just call it being annoying, just constantly being at people, like how you fucking doing, you've been quiet this week, what's going on? Yeah, it's um, really... and just getting at people to, to force them to be like oh well you know and even a lot like I've got a few clients who they constantly go oh no I'm fine and I'm like well you're not though don't be a dickhead let's talk yeah and then it comes that. back that they're yeah, stressful love that. yeah do you, do you know what it's kind of old it's, it's mad because we're trying to change the the old-fashioned mindset of the typical man I'm all right no actually yeah. not you know and it, it's not it's not cool to be like that and you can't not speak I mean I think it's what's sad about this Jordan is that I think everybody now knows somebody who has committed suicide or yeah. has been around people you know sadly I know two this just in this week of two cases you know yeah. unfortunately my sister next door somebody did it next door right next door to her in their house um, and that happened just a few days ago. 
and she was 52. And, you know, it's really, really sad. Oh, and it's just it? mad what goes through their minds that at that point, you know, and like you say, there's people like us, you know, we're not trying to change the world. We're just trying to, you know, help people talk and talking is just, it's free, you know, it's, it's free. free. Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest thing, isn't it? it? It's not, it doesn't cost you anything. It's that, that good old saying, what you've just said, just no, you're not all right. Just tell me, talk to me. Yeah. And being that person for somebody could change people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 disgusting, like the way that we've been like for, for centuries almost. Yeah. We just got, sort of get on with it because it yeah. wasn't the done thing. And then there's that view that with that, like, well, our grandparents never had mental health problems. They did. They yeah. just didn't fucking talk about it. Yeah. They were so much stronger. No, they weren't. They were just better at sitting there staring at a wall. That's not that's not strength. Mm. They just hid it and they didn't, they just thought it was weakness, not mm. like I've got um, across my kneecaps, I've got chemically imbalanced, tattooed. Um, mm. because obviously I've had my own issues with mental health. Mm-hmm. And when I was diagnosed, I referred to it as initially as my chemical imbalance. Right. But then I also realized that was a negative thing. So I got them tattooed as a reminder to not look at it that way because when I said my chemical imbalance, it was my excuse. Right. Okay. Um, and there's there's so many like different ways to look at wow. it, and like you say, but mm. a lot of it just comes about by just fucking talking. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't mind, then to the audience and myself, just chat about a little bit about yourself and what are you what were your struggles then? Yeah. So um, as I said before, like I grew up in an area where you just didn't talk about anything really. Mm-hmm. Like it was just you just sort of got on, and I'd always struggled with mostly anger, like and just sort of expressing my emotions. I didn't understand them. I could mm-hmm. only really relate to anger. So I bottle everything up, no matter what it was. Yeah. And then just sort of flash out in anger every now and then whenever mm-hmm. my sort of emotional cup was full, for lack of a better term. Um, and then I then sort of, I think because of the emotional issues that I was facing, like then I got into drugs and then faced drug addictions and stuff. Um, and then realized that I needed to change. Um, mm-hmm. I'd always wanted to join the military since I was a kid. Um, so I joined the army and that's where I met Ollie actually. Right. Um, oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, cool. I, yeah. So, um, and then I thought that would be like the be all and end all. Like, oh, I always wanted to be in the military. It's my life. I got in and then still struggled massively with my mentality um, and found that like I used to get up and like trash my room for no reason. I couldn't think why. I just get out, flip the bed, punch holes in the wall and stuff. And I was like, what, what is going on? And I'd sit down afterwards and be like, what is wrong with me? Um, and then I reached out um, through, like I initially told my dad, which was the hardest part for me, like just calling my dad and saying, listen, mate, like I need help. Mm-hmm. And it took me probably two, three weeks to like, just get up, like gather like the, 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 the actual oomph to, to ring yeah. it and say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just went like, sort of like, yeah, I, I know. Like it's, it's, I think it's time. And I was like, like what? Wow. Um, so I reached out through, um, it's called DCMH, which is Defence Community of Mental Health. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to drive from Windsor where I lived uh, to Aldershot every week for like a, a counselling session with um, a doctor. And that sort of really helped, but also didn't. And then I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder um, and depression. Um, and then I had like, initially I really thought, oh, this is amazing. Like I had more of an understanding to it, but then I also found that I had an excuse. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. then, and it's I okay. Sort of, yeah. yeah, like I struggled, but also had like a, a way out. So it was like, oh, I didn't know how I felt about it. Then I left the military and moved to South London on my own, um, and was like alone for the first time in my life ever. I sat in my front room in South London on my sofa and was like, what the fuck do I do now? Because wow. in the military, you're never alone. Like your door's unlocked and you're sat like, on a Tuesday watching TV in bed and someone mm-hmm. will just burst in with a crate of beer and say, let's get fucked. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, so I really struggled initially. Like I told all my friends back at home that I was fine. And mm-hmm. truth is, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so then came my first suicide attempt. Right. Um, like alone in South London. And then I, I was training at King's Gym at the time, met some friends there not long afterwards. Yeah, awesome gym. Yeah, it's a fantastic gym. Um, and I met some really, really great people there. Mm-hmm. And they really helped me. Um, and then I moved back to Plymouth uh, by accident, actually. I still have my house in London and I moved back to Plymouth to be with my ex-partner, which didn't go very well. Let's just not talk, let's move on from that. Yeah. Um, okay. But within the next sort of year and a half, um, I had another two suicide attempts. Right. Um, but at the time, I was still, I was in a really conflicting position because I was really trying to better my life and have a better outlook on life. Mm-hmm. But also, I didn't have the strength to actually make the changes that I knew I had to. Um, and then I left that partner. Um, and moved into this house now, like my, my one bed flat, well, two bed flat. Mm-hmm. You know, one's an office, this one in. Um, and I had my little dog, like my little puppy, my little Frenchie. Um, and it was four days before the lockdown. I lost my job. Uh, I just moved into a new flat. I just broke up with my partner. And I was like, oh, like wow. the whole world is just gone to shit. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh. Um, but it was good because I realised that I had to, um, had to make a difference. So I started working night shift at Morrison's just to pay the bills. Um, and then I fell into a point again where I, I was seeing the same patterns. Right. And I did reach out, but it wasn't, I think it was too late for me in a way. Um, and I planned again to sort of like take my own life again. Um, and I sat in the flat, essentially working out what I was going to do to do it. I didn't want someone to find me or to have to find me. So I made all my plan and stuff. And then I sat down, sat on the sofa and I looked across to my left and my dog was sat staring at me. And I just broke down and I was like, this is like, this little lad, like literally I'm his life, he relies on me. Um, and he saved my life, he really did. Oh, that's absolutely unbelievable story. Um, so yeah, and then from there, like I just, that was the point I realized like, I've got this this little puppy because mm-hmm. he's just, he's so pure as always. Well. He's just a little ball of love. Um, and I was like, this is, like, this is it, I need to make changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did, I changed everything. I left that job at Morrison's and I'm an engineer by trade, but no one was taking on. So I started scaffolding at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, sorry. It's fine. And just made, like, I changed everything in my life. Um, that's when I started looking into coaching in terms of like, initially it was a distraction. Um, or pushed, I had a few, I had like a couple of clients that I was helping in terms of just fitness and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I really pushed into it. Um, and then, as I said, I met my partner during lockdown, um, which boo his yeah. lockdown romance, but it was absolutely the, she turned me down three times actually, and I've never <laughs> been turned down before. And I did not know what was happening. Um, I'm so, so glad that you, you told us a little snippet about your love life because I was just about to ask, 
was it on online uh, meetups at the time? Instagram, yeah. Wow. Instagram's the new. It's Instagram. It's the new chat. Is it the new dating chat? I wouldn't have a clue. Apparently so, yeah. But we 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 followed each other for a bit anyway, and just started chatting. And then um, I just sort of like we. I asked her for a coffee, and she was like, "Oh, thanks. It's really nice, but I'm not looking to date at the minute." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> You just binned me, love. <laughs> I was like, but we just, it, there was no, we just carried on chatting like nothing had happened. And then it, it sort of happened again. And then like, she said no. And I was like, I said, I'm giving up. I rung my sister. I actually rung my sister like, mate, what is going on? Like, this is, um, and then um, we actually went and got KFC drive through when it first opened um, as our first date. Um, and it, we, were, we were literally, we met. And then two weeks after we first met, we were together, like in a relationship. Wow. Um, and that was a year last week oh Jordan congratulations that do you know the story that you've just it, it really is overwhelming and then just you know I'm so glad that you're here with us today you know you're around to tell the story because you you know what you're doing is absolutely fantastic and I know it's horrible your journey and what you've been through emotionally but look what you can do change people's lives just through your you know that stage in your life let's hope you never revisit that stage again yeah absolutely but it's really nice to hear you're in such a good place especially you know only a year on you're still in recovery as well and so I've turned that around like you did you know where's your puppy give your puppy a big kiss for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would get him in here but he snores so loud it's ridiculous even when he's awake well isn't it amazing to think that just an animal and you know that animal actually saved a human's life and yeah, just just by sitting there looking at me and I was like it's just it's it's mm. ridiculous like the and now I can't I literally like every time I see him I'm like roll oh. over at him and like just but he's just he, he literally he, there's not enough love for him to give like he's just he's so like he just yeah there's not a bad bone in his body he doesn't mm. bark like he just cuddles and just mm. he's just so, so much love. well during the pandemic and we're not going to be talking about dogs too much but people <laughs> people love dogs i've got a puppy too a chow chow and she's out i know she's, she's gorgeous, she's gorgeous. She? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know she's a little terror so you I know just someone, all that hair. i know she's the last um meet that we did with ollie um it was a, the last Friday, the breakup room. Oh my God, she was hysterical behind me feet. I, and I do apologize, I wasn't sitting still. I had to turn the video off because I must have been really distracting, but she was just all over me. <laughs> I'm like, Zuki, just go away. <laughs> but she has done something similar, actually. And I don't mind opening up about this. Hey, it's off the cuff. But um, my two sons um, were struggling a little bit because I was going through a breakup with their father. Um, and they were only, you know, it was like three years ago and they were seeing, um, you know, school counselling and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we brought in a dog just recently and it's changed the dynamic of the house so much. Like, it they, does. Yeah, it, and, and I'm glad, you, you know, you're open about what you've just said, but dogs really actually do help, don't they? Massively. It's why they use so much in therapies and stuff. They're just... They're so like, and obviously therapy dogs are multifactorial, but mm -hmm. in terms of just like having, like, even like for me, like something to look at and think, I love this dog to like with all my heart. But mm -hmm. ultimately, like, I'm his life. Like, if I was to go and no one had keys to my flat, then that's it, like, for him as well. Mm -hmm. 
and having someone who like some some little thing that relies on you ultimately mm. is just you know what I mean and then it, like you say they're just they're, they're incredible animals they really are so would you say well, what we're saying I guess is it's coping mechanism isn't it for humans absolutely yeah. some sort it's, of animal sounds yeah, crazy but actually it is isn't it yeah it's mad like I laugh but we laugh constantly because like obviously the, the evolutionary roots from dogs I look at him he's this big doesn't What's even his look name? Like a dog. Jesse. Oh, adorable. So, yeah, so funny funny story about that though. It's actually when I used to be a male stripper, my name was Jesse. So a male stripper! Yeah. Oh uh, my god. Everyone's like, the name's so cute, and I'm like, if only you knew where it came from. <laughs> Full month, you're not gonna be doing that on here, are you, John? <laughs> leave you see the hat, leave it on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just there's so much like, like there's so many different coping mechanisms and Roots that people can take and just yeah let's go into that them. like what what do you advise come on let, let's get deeper yeah, into that. so i mean the, my initial route of like when i first found like a coping mechanism was obviously mm-hmm. for a lot of us the gym mm-hmm. gyms are massive especially like my main outlet of emotion was anger and the army taught me enough to to about like controlled aggression so in essence that sort of sort of bottling things up but using them as and when you require them so the gym for that is a fantastic fantastic route because you can go in and you know anyone who's been to the gym can 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 attest for the fact that physical output and exertion can can work away almost any emotions mm. um but there's so many like there's even just like getting out walking the dog having a cuddle on the sofa with the dog just getting some fresh air going for a walk anything that you can choose like there's a few i've got one of my clients um who i've got him to quit smoking by using supplements instead wow so he, yeah yeah, he literally he cut down his smoking so he was just smoking at work. And when someone would piss him up on site, he's a sparky. So he'd leave site and go and have a fag. Spark up, yeah. So I got him to get support max neuro and keep it in the van and keep an empty shaker in his bag. So when he gets pissed off, he fills the shaker out of water, goes to the van, puts a scoop in, sits down, drinks it, back he goes. So you're breaking you're not, the habit. Yeah, breaking the habits with with a health supplement, which is mm. it's fantastic. That's so um, good. And then, but my main reason for sort of the main point when I started to seek out coping mechanisms in, in the like had the passion for talking and things like that was I used to work gin festivals. So we used to travel the country. Basically, people would pay entry, get a glass, and they'd come and get they buy drink tokens, and we'd just get them pissed mm-hmm. and just pretend like we knew what we were talking about with gin. Um, and off the back of one of them in Crawley, um, we went back to the hotel after a night out, and I saw like I was stood outside. I used to smoke at the time as well. We stood outside the hotel having a flag and I looked across the car park and saw like a mound and I was like, what the fuck was that? So I walked over and found this young lad and he was in a ball on the floor crying, but semi-conscious. So we picked him up and took him over to the doorway and sat and everyone else sort of, we, we were chatting to him and everyone went inside. And I spoke to the woman at the desk and said like, I know the bar's shut, but can I just get two ciders? Like he's clearly not having a great time. So she'd give me, she let me buy two Copperbergs and I sat outside with him. This is like five in the morning. And we sat five in the morning until eight o'clock in the morning, just chatting. And he cried and I cried and then we just spoke. Um, and at the end of that, he was considerably happier. Mm-hmm. So I followed it. I grabbed his phone and made it. I took his number, made him follow me on social media. I followed him back, all this stuff. And I was like, stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Like, just stay in touch with me. Um, and I still speak to him now. And wow. now he's, I get messages like very occasionally, like I, not for a while, but I still follow and see that he's doing well. But initially he messaged me quite a few times thanking me um, mm-hmm. for the difference that I made. And then I got one last year actually saying, like, 
I think it was last year or the year before, not the year before, basically thanking me again and saying, from I've seen like how you've progressed and what you've done, and now I want to join the Marines. Wow. And I was like, this is fantastic. Well, like, it's so amazing. But that experience for me, like just spending that, mm. instead of walking, seeing him, instead of just walking in, like just walking over and asking, Are you all right, mate? Like it made such a profound difference to, to him, but mm-hmm. also to me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to look down the route of, of finding coping mechanisms and, and wanting to help others, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, as I said, like, coping, there's so many different ones and they're all so different. Like I, we're really into plants, me and the missus. Like mm-hmm. really, we've got like 40 plants in our front room. <laughs> I just bought like a new bonsai tree for the office. Marijuana plants or just normal plants? <laughs> <laughs> just the normal ones, just the normal ones. <laughs> but um, even that's like, a lot of people have got into it within the pandemic, especially. But even that is, is such yeah. a good, like a great coconut. It's so, it's so chill out. Like, it just chills you out as well. Wow. Like even the air quality in our front, people, I get messages all the time saying, I just want to come and sit in your front room, but it's so nice to breathe in there. I'm like, seriously. Yeah, we've got like, like I say, I think we're 38 or 40 plants in the front room now. So, oh my God. <laughs> I have not, I'll be honest, I've not heard of it. I've not even heard of what the, the plant thing. So, have you not? No. I think it might just be down here then, like Plymouth. Like we live right in the Southwest. Mm. And there's been like, um, there's been more plant shops open than ever before. Um, and Everyone down here seems to have been like. At one point, I was exchanging cuttings with people. <laughs> it, people that they were so into, but it's such a like that in itself is I think such a healthy hobby. Yeah, like, it's just Makes you just sense. water them like whenever they need watering. If they need a dressing in terms of like health, like you just you know what I mean you just it's something to do, mm-hmm. and it's so rewarding as well. Like we had we bought a, a snake plant, um, and they're meant to be like like bomb proof. Mm-hmm. And I bought it home and watered it once and it died. And I was like, this is <laughs> this is ridiculous. So uh, we, we propagated it, but you cut them and then put them in water to let them grow roots. And we potted it. And it's been like in a pot for like six months and nothing's happened. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm going to bin it. It's annoying me now. Oh, my word. We come, on, we come on one day the other day and it had like three pups. And now it's massive. It's like literally like it's just it's huge. And we're like, oh, it's great. Like. I might not, yeah, I might get one. I might just be like, I'll start a little bit of a trend up here and see if I can start the the plant fest. Do it, do it. It's just even then, like, I love to learn absolutely anything. Mm. So, like, different plants, like, different things. So it's, like, it's even just the little bits of learning I do with that as well. It just keeps me stimulated, Mm. like, constantly. I just need to be, Mm. I don't, like, for me, relaxing is not sitting watching TV. Mm. Like, I I listen to audio books and read a book at the same time. And it's just, I need to be on the go yeah yeah so, okay cool right. so my next question for you is we've not spoke about either self-medicating uh, mh or or you know just natch you know self-medicating or actually drugs so yeah. what's your take on that so i have a lot of people come to me about mental health in the sense of they looking to speak to a doctor and i've had one client that's recently been diagnosed with bipolar Mm-hmm. Um, I've had others that I've got others that have got like depression or BPD or a various like sort of mental ailments let's say um, and that my opinion on it is like they've all got their place mm-hmm. I was medicated when I was in the military um, I was on citalopram um, didn't think it worked they upped my dosage and then it just 
I hated it then because when it hit me, I felt nothing. Like I was literally like, I didn't feel, there was no like joy in my life because of the nature of how they work. So like a, 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 a CERN, for example, they essentially just to, to oversimplify how they work, um, the sort of feel good chemicals are pinged across a synapse, a gap. And what they do is if they come back, sometimes they can just bounce off the receptor. Mm. So what they basically do is they almost film coat this side. So as they're spat out, if they bounce back, they just stay in that void. So you've got a, a higher likelihood of, of that re receptor receiving that chemical or that key. Right. Um, but what you can do then is they, they, sort of, they can downregulate emotion overall as opposed to just negative feedback loops. Um, but sometimes they're, they're, they're absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. um, I hated it personally. I know this. I could have gone down the route of trying more and more and more. Um, but I looked more towards like the holistic approach initially. Yeah. Um, and I, I really invested my, a lot of my time into ashwagandha. Which, yeah. Um, if people aren't taking ashwagandha, for, regardless of your situation, take ashwagandha. It's fantastic. Go on. It's you know, I got asked this question on live Instagram, coached off the cuff actually on Thursday. I know some information about it, but yeah, I would please do tell us about it. So ashwagandha is fantastic it's absolutely fantastic so the the basic the mechanism of how the, the brief mechanism of how it works is it's an adaptogen so it changes the way to simplify it again it changes the way your body deals with stress so just by taking ashwagandha so what it is sorry first of all is it's a root extract mm -hmm. uh, it's, i think it's a bark extract in fact um, and it's been used for for centuries mm -hmm. by um like the the chinese um, within african medicine all these sorts of things that we've up until now thought was which which doctory and voodoo and stuff like this and now we're becoming to realize well hang on a minute it's worked for for centuries mm. why are we just brushing it off for, for actual medication um so the dosage of it depends on weight really but most people can start off with 600 milligrams a day which is just like you can split that if you want morning and afternoon um which is generally just two tablets a day and then you can up it if needs be like I said, I'm about 110 kilos, so I take roughly a gram of it. Um, but you can buy, you can buy it everywhere. Mm -hmm. But if you are going to get it, definitely look at. It's called KSM 66, which okay. is a, a, a type of ashwagandha, and it's the most bioavailable um, and high quality. Um, but even then, people think, oh, it's going to be really expensive. Well, supplement needs to do one for. I think it's 20 pound for a, 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 a tub about this big. Um, okay. Or you can go on, and the one that I recommend is, is £7 for a month supply, which if you can't afford £7. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's by Olymp Sport, I think it is, but you can buy it from like Insight, um, Cardiff Sports Nutrition, Dolphin Fitness. Uh, it's just a little blue box where it's big, but it's fantastic. Um, and that as well, like it's a, that I use that solely to, to sort of get myself off of antidepressants. For some people, they might need a little bit more. And then you can look at um, stuff like cat's claw extract, which is a mushroom extract, again, used by the Chinese for centuries, mm -hmm. um, and lion's mane, which is another mushroom extract. And that goes down. They're not, obviously, hallucinogenic mushrooms. They're just mushrooms. <laughs> but then there's, there's other therapies as well that people are looking at in terms of, like, uh, microdosing MDMA, microdosing magic mushrooms, um, even microdosing ketamine in terms of, obviously, not advised, Please don't go home and microdose ketamine. Um, but it's used in controlled conditions by certain therapists to basically break down, for like for PTSD, for example, which is just a, a fracture in the in the brain, um, in essence. 
um, using psychedelics can under controlled circumstances with an approved therapist can be incredible. Um, and like I said, they might produce MDMA in a lot of PTSD therapies. Wow, um, that was so, 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 yeah, gone over my head anyway. So <laughs> it's a really, yeah, valuable information. So everything that you've just mentioned there, if you didn't catch that in terms of the audience, I will put it in the description of this podcast. If you yeah, don't awesome. mind, send yeah, that info down um, and a couple of links will be great. Yeah, yeah, I'll don't have to scroll back and you know what it's like when you hear something on the podcast, you rewind, you rewind, trying to catch it. Yeah, back 30, <laughs> back 30, back 30. It's really annoying when you're on your phone. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, like so loose supplements and stuff like as well, like vitamin D in particular, uh, everyone, should, I think everyone in a, in a Western country, at least anyway, should be taking a high quality vitamin D supplement. Um, yeah. And if you are going to look at vitamin D, then D3 with K2, again, we'll put that in the link. Yeah. Um, but is 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 the best vitamin K two essentially upregulates how much vitamin D you can take in, and D three is the most bioavailable um, available on the market. So yeah, it's just these sort of supplements that people any like we just have deficiencies of, which vitamin D is involved in everything in the body, right? Essentially, um, but yeah, like so those supplements that I mentioned before, I, I think have profound effects um, on on life quality and, and mental health in particular so it's kind of like what you're saying is it like a bit of a a come off from real drugs from doctors like you're trying to like herbal yeah like it's thing. so what are yeah the, the herbal oh, sorry i was just gonna say what are the main benefits of um ask what's it called again Ashwagandha. Yeah, Ashwagandha. I can't <laughs> do that now. I can normally say it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, there's a lot of it now, like with your, the episode you did the other day with, yeah. I can't remember her name. Uh, Scott, no. No, the, the woman with about the endometriosis. Yes, um, Laura. Yeah, yeah, so with that, when she said about the other therapies for yeah. endometriosis, mm-hmm. i.e. NAC or N-acetylcysteine, well, that's like anyone who is an assistant athlete will mm-hmm. take NAC with, along with Tuka and CoQ10 or something. Um, and that's essentially like, it's not a prescribed medicine. It's, it's almost like a holistic approach again. Yeah. But all of these come from, because 10 years ago, if you were an assistant athlete, you were just told, take milk thistle and you'll be fine. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. Um, it's all these things that we sort of have shrugged off as like, they don't work. Hence, it's only, only big pharma knows what's going on. Mm. But then you look at, the, the sort of ailments within these Western, like these sort of like the Chinese, the Asian countries, the African medicines and stuff that have been around for centuries, which we're only now open our eyes to, um, that have a, a, a plethora of benefits. And the issue with like normal medication is they can be extremely harsh mm. and they quite often have quite hard hitting side effects. Yeah. Um, like a lot of antidepressants, the stronger ones can wreak absolute havoc with with gut health, which the gut health is the second brain. So you can, certain bacteria within the gut can cause depression mm-hmm. and they can be fed as a byproduct of antidepressants. Right. So by taking a certain antidepressant, you could be feeding the negative bacteria in the gut, which then causes depression on another axis. Wow. So it's, it's, it's crazy that there's so much overlap and interlinking, mm. but I've never had anyone who has taken ashwagandha, touch wood I won't, um, who has had 
a negative outcome from it. Mm -hmm. the, the, the benefit just, of it is, is more outweighed. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. It's great for sleep. It's great for, like with, say, like Support Max Neuro, the drink that you can get from um, Strong. Mm. That's got a, a nice dose of ashwagandha in there, along with, I think, Lion's Mane as well. And that's like a brain health supplement that you yeah. can take over an evening and it chills you out. It brings your heart rate down into, into a, a nice range. If you're like, say, like, especially like post-training, mm -hmm. if you train and then you say, for example, if you're slightly more advanced and you wait for your heart rate to return to a baseline before your next meal, mm -hmm. then that's a supplement that can, that can work wonders. Um, oh, wow. But taking ashwagandha like before bed, for example, will yeah. relax you considerably into a good sleep. That's really good tip. That actually, I actually didn't know that. So you know, I know that we're live at the moment on my um, Facebook for the for the for my tribe. So hopefully they've took something from this as well, um, and they go out and buy some because it, it's such great information. I almost feel that you know our next meetup should be specifically on supplements because you seem really educated on that side of things, and I would love to go in deeper and yeah, yeah. the the value of that for people because we get asked this all the time as coaches you know supplements what supplement what supplement? but people don't see supplements the way we do like yeah. you know a supplement to them is is a protein way <laughs> yeah it's even like with i'm let's say more than happy to talk about supplements on another episode yeah but even in regards to supplement quality like people mm -hmm. just think oh i'll buy that from holland and barrett yeah or i'll pick that up in sainsbury's don't yeah even like with like high quality fish oil like is fantastic I'm sure that you probably got I know a lot of my clients if not all of them take yeah a high quality fish oil but if you go to say Sainsbury's and buy it over the counter like just off the shelf a lot of them are in fact rancid fish oil which there's no health benefits of rancid fish oil you'll just end up on the toilet <laughs> so that's it's amazing like, <laughs> so thanks it's like, for that it's, yeah, it's just spending that little bit extra on like looking for like a high quality krill oil or a Nordic oil. It's just, it's it's fantastic in terms of, but people just think, oh, I've seen that. If they're listening to this, they think, oh, I'll go and get one of them. Yeah. Looking yeah, yeah. The, the bio for the links, not. That, exactly. That's not why we're it. here to try our best to educate them. And, you know, I'm learning something from this as well, too. You know, I hold my hands up. I'm not a supplement guru. I don't know this and that, but. It's going to be, yeah, I'll be picking your brains, put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's been absolutely amazing, Jordan. I almost don't want you to go, but I realise <laughs> that, you know, we're 45 minutes in, people's attention span normally, <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't this long. But it's been that interesting, and I do hope that the listeners, you know, do take the time to listen to this because it is really amazing. Yeah, yeah, and like I say, if anyone has got any questions and stuff, just fire them over. I've, I've, I don't need to sell you a business pitch to answer questions. I'm not happy to help. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. But just before you leave, though, just tell everybody, you know, absolutely go at, go on to your social media. Tell us where we can find you, Jordan. Yeah, so um, I use mostly my, it's, I've got two Instagrams, but I use solely now the one, which is my personal one, which is my mm -hmm. personal and coaching one which is at Classic Calevra, which we'll spell that in the link. Yeah, we'll spell that, yeah. I know Michelle has, has Problems. an issue with it. I didn't yeah, go to um, school. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I use my Facebook a little bit, but it's generally just a link to my Instagram. So uh, your best bet is, yeah, at Classic Calevra on Instagram. 
Yeah, definitely go over, guys, and give Jordan a follow. Follow his journey. He's such a remarkable guy. And I'm sure that, you know, people can relate massively to your story. So I just want to say thank you for being so open as well. And, you know, what you're portraying and trying to get others to do, I think is just remarkable. And, you know, we're trying to pull people out of that old fashioned, you know, thought process. I've got to shut up and be a man. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's funny, right? Because I actually do say that to my two boys, which is I'm going to stop from the, from here because if they fall or whatever, I'll be like, shut up, man up, man up, lad. You know, like, you know, actually I'm going to stop saying that, you know, because that isn't the way forward now, is it? You know, I don't want them to man up and I don't want them to be whinge bags, obviously. <laughs> I think the term man up does have a place in mm. like like sort of new age society but I think it means very very different to what it did say five ten years ago where before it was like you say just brush it get up brush it off and crack on yeah I think if anything now like men in like should take considerably more lessons from women than they ever have women are so much like stronger than men it's fucking it's ridiculous um but I think manning up should now it just should have a, a massive emotional shift in terms of being able to talk about things, but also still getting on and get, you know, getting stuff done, mm-hmm. but ultimately be able to, to once they're done doing whatever they need to sitting down and having a chat with it. But I still bring my mum pretty much every day and have a chat with her. Yeah. I love that. I really her love fucking you. flowers and biscuits and <laughs> chocolates and all sorts. And I just think that's, that's what that to me, that's like when I go and see my partner's mum, I generally take a bunch of flowers. Oh. To me, that that's what masculinity is like. Yeah, being able oh. to sit and talk and show love, and yeah. actually like appreciate the people around you. So that's what my version of man up is. Yeah, I really love that. I love that man up. I'm gonna betray that man up. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Hope hopefully my sons bring me flowers and chocolates and all kinds when I'm older. <laughs> Absolutely, we're we're looking to um, to maybe well like maybe look to a kid next year. Oh, um, and we've both discussed like what like if I have a boy and he's going to learn how to to treat like I cook my missus dinner every night when she's home from work I run her a bath every day like but my kid's going to know like if it's a man like if it's a boy he's going to know how to treat people and oh, if it's yeah. a girl she's going to know how she should be treated. treated oh yeah. that is just stunning Jordan you're going to make a great father you really will and do you know what I just want to say again, and I've said, repeat myself, but what a great year. And it's so nice to hear you in this place from where you've come from. And if anything, you really do deserve it. Thank you. It's fantastic to be in a position that I'm in now. Yeah, yeah. And thanks for talking to us as well. But please do feel we, as soon as we come off here, we can book another one in. Yeah, definitely. Let's get back on and let's talk about supplements and how we can help people through through holistic it is a little bit early you know <laughs> <laughs> right so i will love you and leave you <clears throat> but honestly thanks for coming on it, it's been my pleasure yeah thanks for having me it's been great yeah awesome 